0: Hi, this is Leslin from Try This At Home. In all of our conversations about communication lately, we've laid out tips, tricks, and suggestions for more effective interactions with people in your life. We have to recognize that nothing is perfect, however, and today we're talking about communication pitfalls and how to get out of them or avoid them altogether. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and listen in.
1: When your day goes south, or your relationship gets salty. You need tools that will turn it around. With decades of experience and a variety of perspectives between them, Leslie Sleesman and Leslyn Kantner bring you tips and tricks for solving problems, increasing happiness, and creating your best life. Together, they're sharing ideas you can take home and try. Each week, their discussion will zero in on one idea, one technique, or one activity that has the potential to make your life a little better. And now, here is Leslie and Leslin with "Try This at Home."
2: Hi, Leslin. Hi, Leslie. How are you? Good. What are we
0: talking about today? Well, we are talking about the Four Horsemen. Oh, of the apocalypse. Well, actually, yes. We're not gonna. <laughs> we're not gonna make this a biblical conversation. Um, but our communication series began in episode 12 when we started with communication styles. Yep. And then we shared a list of rules to use when you talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And then we had two weeks on getting defensive and how to address defensiveness. And then last week, we talked about how to have productive arguments. Yep. So if we do everything well... Um, there are still moments when our communication can go to hell in a handbasket. Oh yeah. And uh, last week I also introduced our listeners to Dr. John Gottman from the Gottman Institute in Seattle. And as part of his uh, longitudinal research, they identified four components that deteriorate communication. Uh, and essentially deteriorate relationships. As a matter of fact, a couple of these, when they exist or when they're pervasive, actually predict divorce. That's insane. I know. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Wow. So today he termed these four things the uh, four horsemen of communication. Okay. So today we're going to talk about those. Awesome. Okay. So first, let's listen to the soundbite.
3: You're so selfish. <laughs> What an idiot. It's not my fault we're always late. Forget it. Criticism, contempt, defensiveness, and stonewalling. Dr. John Gottman calls these negative communication patterns the four horsemen of the apocalypse, because they'll lead to the end of your relationship. In fact, he can predict this relationship failure with over 90% accuracy if the behavior isn't changed. So what can you do? At the Gottman Institute, we understand you might not even know you're communicating this way, or you might not know how to control it. But if you practice the following four research-based antidotes, there is hope for your future. Criticism attacks the character of the recipient instead of focusing on a specific behavior. The antidote to criticism is to talk about your feelings using I statements, then express a positive need. Contempt is an expression of superiority that comes out as sarcasm, cynicism, name-calling, eye-rolling, sneering, mockery, and hostile humor. Contempt is the greatest predictor of relationship failure and must be eliminated. The antidote to contempt is to treat one another with respect and build a culture of appreciation within the relationship. Defensiveness is self-protection through righteous indignation or playing the victim. Defensiveness never solves the problem and is really just an underhanded way of blaming your partner. The antidote to defensiveness is to accept responsibility, even if only for part of the conflict. Stonewalling occurs when the listener withdraws from the conversation without resolving anything. It takes time for the negativity created by the first three horsemen to result in stonewalling, but when it does, it can become a habit. The antidote to stonewalling is to break for at least 20 minutes, calm down, then return to the conversation
0: okay so let's let's really take a look and review them the first horseman is criticism so any attack on the character the person um anybody that you're talking to that is represented by the notorious you statements yep right i was just
2: gonna say i feel like this is where the you statements or the Always and never come in a lot of times.
0: Exactly. The, um, anything that points a finger um, represents blame. And so you did this. I'm the victim. Um, you're wrong. You didn't do it well. Complaining mm-hmm. is fine. But complaining, remember, is a I feel blank about blank i need blank that's a yep. complaint yep. criticism is a personalization mm-hmm. of of a person right it's yeah. it's pointing the finger yeah. and criticism over time erodes
1: mm-hmm. um yeah.
0: it's like every criticism is a pounding wave against the person and what happens eventually when the waves get pounded over and over and over again yeah you get knocked over exactly yeah. and eventually you get worn down yeah you know i think that's the key it ultimately it shakes the foundation and mm-hmm. will lead to contempt yeah so what should we do instead so instead of criticism the goal is to attempt what the Gottmans call a gentle startup and just like we talked about last week, a gentle startup is discussing that I feel about something and I need. Yeah. Do you know what is interesting? I was thinking about, um, I don't
2: know if this was prevalent in all elementary schools, but when I was in elementary school in Ohio, the teachers were big on something called feelings talk. Really? And, yeah. And so there was these charts in all of the classrooms and it was supposed to be I feel blank when you blank yes and that was feelings talk I'm impressed Um, yeah and
0: I mean that was this is basically that for grown-ups it is (laughs) well I mean I feel statements remember when you use an I feel statement, you have to use a feeling word. Right. We, we did a podcast. Yeah, and there was a list. Of, it was
2: happy, sad, yes. angry. All those basic elementary school feelings were yes. listed
0: there, yeah. And if you look at our free resource page on the podcast uh, website, you will see a feeling list word page mm-hmm. um, yeah. because we're – Now, you're the first person I've ever talked to that remembers learning about feelings in school. Yeah. Shout out to Slate Hill Elementary. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're not taught. We're taught happy, sad, mad. And we need to be able to talk about frustration and say, I feel, instead of, you know, being able to say, I'm disappointed, instead of you never. Right. Sure dot 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 whatever that is fill it in yeah
2: so okay the next one
0: right yep yeah, the next horseman yep is contempt it's a good one yeah because and at the end of the day this is the predictor of the end of a relationship yeah. when they're when the relationship has become contemptuous it is a pretty clear indication according to the Gottmans that the relationship it's hard to recover from. Yeah, that. exactly. Yeah. Uh, contempt is when people are mean. You know, there's um, disrespect, mocking, um, ridicule, name calling, mimicking, um, childish stuff. It sounds like truthfully. Yes, a lot of it's very childish. There are some really great examples of this kind of behavior mm-hmm. in our culture at large. Uh, With our president, maybe. I wasn't going (laughs) to quite go there, but yes, (laughs) I will. (laughs) um, Yes, I mean, a lot of the, just the mimicking and the disrespect that's demonstrated is contemptuous, and uh, I can't imagine if he's like that out in public, what he's like in person, and that just, I mean, I don't know, but... At the end of the day, the per- when you're with someone who's filled with contempt or behaves with contempt, you're going to feel unloved and maybe worthless. Right. Um, when And keep in mind that a relationship where there's been a tremendous amount of criticism, generally that leads to, and it's an early sign of something that can become contemptuous. So, I think.
2: I think it's really interesting. <clears throat> you uh, were talking about how people that are in contemptuous relationships have reduced immune function. Like it affects your health.
0: Yes. I mean, when you feel worthless and unloved, you're you're going to not have a lot of energy. You're going to probably um, experience moments when you don't, when you're emotionally unhealthy, right. and it, those thoughts probably become internalized and you become very self-destructive emotionally, which mm-hmm. is also at risk or in uh, playing a factor in your ability to feel or to ha- be healthy.
2: I've heard that resentment is sort of the precursor to contempt. Yeah, well, yeah,
0: of course. If, yeah. Think about it. if If somebody is blaming you mm-hmm. right um eventually if they believe that you're to blame if they're name calling and they're belittling belittling you and they don't have any respect for you they probably have developed a, a story or a con a conceptualization that you're the reason that they can't do something or aren't don't have something and so they're going to resent you for those things right even if it's not true.
2: Sure. And,
0: you know, I think if there's a tendency for somebody to feel contempt, the antidote to that is appreciation and repair. You know, thank you for loving me, but I'm really, I'm really don't need help with this. I, your, your offer is so sweet. Right. Um, or, I know you didn't mean that. I'm sorry I lost my temper. Um, I feel like so many of the things that we've already talked
2: about come into play here. Of course. You know, I mean, it's it's like this just always has to be in your mind. They're trying their best. They're flawed too, just like you. You know, just over and over and over again going through, like, the basics, basically, of communication and remembering this stuff if you do notice that you're in a contemptuous relationship um and and get out fast you know like fix it reverse course yeah
0: and you know some of i imagine some of these things sound a little redundant i mean it's yeah if you're following the communication rules that we put out in the earlier episode then you're not going to be contemptuous sure. you're not going to elicit contempt because you're you're either out the door right somebody who's contemptuous is probably a toxic person and that goes into one of our very first episodes yeah so keep in mind that one of the reasons that we kind of drone in or hone in on a lot of this stuff is because communication is at the cornerstone literally the cornerstone of every relationship that we have right and so we'll say it this way and hope that people hear us. Yeah. And then we're going to say it that way to hope that people hear us. Yeah. And uh, certainly not that I'm perfect at this. When I get emotional, I can still literally screw up everything I've talked about here. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but the goal is, is that you continue to try over and over and over again. And I can tell you that. I am probably at a 92 or 93% with I statements at this stage in my life. Yep. I speak very intentionally and make every effort to use words that are essentially saying what I mean and meaning what I say, right? Yeah. I, I. You're not don't... beating around the bush. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm a very assertive speaker at this point. There mm-hmm. was a time when I was not. Yeah. And... The relationships that I had in my life at that time were evidence, you Mm -hmm. know, and and how they resulted were evidence that I wasn't a good communicator. Yeah. So I think that my ability to be willing to see myself in that light and make the changes that I needed to make um, created a huge difference. Harlan and my relationship wasn't perfect, but we communicated better than than i have and my girls i my children in general i think i communicate with them uh, mostly of most of the time very effectively
2: it's interesting you know as you learn more and you know practice this and focus on it i do often think back to relationships in the past that have ended badly either with friends or you know people that i was with romantically and i wonder about how I would handle those differently today. Mm. And I think the one that kind of comes to mind most often, I still think this relationship would have ended for sure with my former business partner. Um, But I think it would have ended differently. Mm -hmm. I think I would have done things a little bit differently Mm -hmm. Um, just knowing what I know now and Mm -hmm. and having had more
0: practice with it. And, and, you know, practice is a big part of it. I mean, if I think about this and I, I tell people often, look, I literally talk about this stuff Five days a week. Right. There's at least one time every single day where I am talking to someone about communication. Yeah. So if if I'm talking about this five days a week and it's in the front of my mind and I still screw up. <laughs> yeah. What is it like for the person who has to sit down with a tip sheet, one of our tip <laughs> sheets, in the heat of the moment? Yeah. You can't expect yourself to have developed a different skill set. Especially when we're really shifting a lot of the vernacular that we've been using Mm -hmm. for 20, 30, 40, 50 years.
2: And I think another thing is you're probably going to be setting yourself up for failure if you're listening to these podcasts and you're going through all the things that we're talking about and you're trying to change everything at once.
0: Good point. You really need to
2: identify maybe the the thing that you're the weakest at if you feel like tackling something big or you can say you know what this is a small change I feel like I can do it and maybe
0: you know eat the elephant one bite at a time yeah that's a really really good point and I hope that everybody who's been listening takes that to heart you know I think I would suggest that you you choose the thing that's most dysfunctional yeah if you have a tendency to really hammer in on those you statements Then just pick that. Yeah. And spend weeks, if not months, practicing. I need or I feel about a blank, about blank. Mm -hmm. Right. And then add the part I need this. Right. Um, I'm so disappointed when I don't hear from you once a week. Mm -hmm. I need more communication with you than that. Or, I feel really lonely when we don't connect after dinner at night. I I really need more time with you or some kind of connection on a daily basis. You know, these are little tiny statements. And I'm going to suggest that when you're in a good frame of mind, you sit down and write them all out, as many as you can think of. Right. Right. Um, because when you're in a emotional state of mind, <laughs> your ability to recall that I feel blank about blank uh, is going to be limited. So go ahead and and think about the things that you really feel and, and need, and then write out the statements and, and um, be practiced saying them, you yeah. know, I had a, a client who with some, we'll say that there were issues with her family and she didn't want to get caught up in talking to her family because she felt that she would like fall into all of those really destructive communication things. So she paid very close attention and wrote a letter that was very heartfelt and took a lot of responsibility and, and then when the when her parents got the letter, they called her. <laughs> right. And she's like, I didn't want to answer the phone because I didn't want it. I didn't feel strong enough in yeah. my skill yeah. set. You know, I can yeah. sit down and write the letter. She's, she probably wrote the letter five different times. Mm, yeah, I've you know, done that many times. Usually it's an email, but yeah. yeah. Or either yeah. way. But, you yeah. know, each time you're thinking, oh, crap, that's a use statement. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I got rid of all the use statements. So, yeah, being able to pull it apart and find something that offers you opportunity to grow is really important. So, and this contempt piece, Mm -hmm. it's really about appreciation and respect, right? Yep. Um, pay very close attention to appreciating, noticing the effort that people put into what they, you know, who they are and, and what they do for you and then be very respectful of that. Yeah. So, the yeah. third one the yeah. third horseman we just talked about this. we did yep. the third horseman is defensiveness and we talked about this for two episodes actually <laughs> so you can go back and listen to episodes 14 and 15 for a review on defensiveness and the attempt is pretty simple the attempt is really just taking responsibility yeah it's a big one. Yeah. If if you get if you feel defensive, sit back and figure out what am I trying to protect.
2: Yeah. And, and then, it's okay to say I'm I'm sorry I'm being defensive. Yeah. Yeah. I'm exactly. working on it. Yeah. You know, I think that speaks volumes too. When when someone tells me that they recognize that they're not good at something and they're working on it, I'm I'm certainly not gonna beat them over the head with it. So much
0: respect for that. Yeah.
2: I mean yeah. that's that's amazing. I know what it's like to be working on myself and fixing
0: things and just call a spade a spade, you know? Yeah, precisely. Yeah. I had somebody mention that they were listening to one of our episodes about the communication styles. Mm-hmm. I think that's episode oh, 11, man. maybe. Yeah. And, I should um, look it up. <laughs> <laughs> and that person said that they they didn't really appreciate the episode, that they felt we had been really negative about all these styles, and they didn't want to think about anything that really felt like it fit, and I kind of giggled to myself because... Episode 12, I think, of communication style. Oh, thanks for checking that. Episode 12. So at the end of it, we do talk about how to be assertive and how effective (laughs) that is, but it's uncomfortable when we identify things that Mm -hmm. might not be effective,
2: Yeah, there's been many times where we've been preparing for these podcasts. And we don't, you know, in full disclosure, we don't do a ton of preparation for it because we want our conversations to be, you know, honest and not canned. But yeah, Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah.
0: You. Leslie has a little
2: more professionally on the line than I do. Well, so.
0: I do a lot of the front end work. Yeah. You do a ton of the back end yeah. work. And so yeah. I think we've Afterwards, divided yeah. that really well.
2: But, um, you know, we often don't discuss line by line, like we're going to talk about this, and then right. we're going to talk about this, and then right. we're going to, you know, true. point by point. But in looking over, you know, these these notes, we do make, like, general show notes. Um, and looking them over, there's been several times where I'm like, oh, that one burns, mm. you know. Because it's you, you have, but you have to be willing to recognize it in yourself. I mean, seriously, it's not going to go away. Right. Regardless of whether you <laughs> deny it. Except that's a
0: good strategy, right? <laughs> if I don't think about it, it won't be there.
2: Yeah, Meh. right. <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> I mean, I wish it did. <laughs> so, you have, you know, you can keep Keep denying it and nothing will change. Mm-hmm. Or you can realize that, yeah, it's a hard pill to swallow, but you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna work on it so I don't have to deal with it forever. Right. Those are your choices. Right.
0: Exactly. So um, when it comes to defensiveness, and I think we have really covered that topic. Yeah. Um, not to say that we won't bring it up again. <laughs> it's a big one, though, it yeah? It is a big one. So the fourth horseman is... To avoid stonewalling. Yeah. The fourth horseman is stonewalling. The The goal is to avoid it. (laughs) Yeah, the silent treatment. Stonewalling is when someone has shut down. Mm -hmm. When someone has shut down, they are not listening. Yes.
2: I may or may not be married to a person who uh, tends to shut down sometimes
0: during arguments. Mm -hmm. and need some space. I... Grew up with someone, who, who did exactly that. I mean, it was so uncomfortable <laughs> at times <laughs> um, for to be in the house when, when um, this person was mad, because there was a set jaw. Oh, right. No smile. A right. set jaw. And no yelling right there was uh-huh. no yelling which um, is scarier than yelling it I... was scarier than <laughs> yelling you know my mom was a screamer mm-hmm. <laughs> my mother but um my stepmom was not a screamer mm-hmm. and I don't know which one was better, to be honest yeah. with you.
2: Well, tell me that it's the yeller, because that's what
0: I... <laughs> <laughs> lie to me. No. Well, at least you're expressing your emotions, but it's, you know, I think it, that's what she grew up with. I mean, that's yeah. what she know. I mean, mm-hmm. this isn't a judgment as much as it is. That's an example of the stonewalling is somebody who feels shut down often. A stonewaller is somebody who adopted that strategy because they felt criticized yeah and they didn't want to continue the conversation um they they're not going to feel heard right generally speaking the stonewaller shuts down because it's like they're screaming or beating their head against a brick wall yeah that they're not being heard they're not being um they're not getting their their voice out Mm -hmm. there their their point of view demonstrated so they're just gonna shut down and i think
2: in in some cases um and i'm I think this might be true for Dustin. He knows that it, the, the next thing to uh, come out of his mouth is probably not going to be great. Mm-hmm. And so I think wisely, he would rather say nothing than say something that he regrets. But that's a you know that's a that's a hard distinction to make between just like being wise and recognizing that you need space and using stonewalling as a tactic
0: yeah so there and, and it's not i mean it's not one or the other right you right. being stonewalling is not wise i just want to clarify right. that yeah yep. being able to say listen i'm feeling defensive i need a time out yeah that's wise
2: this is a disregard or a, like just an unwillingness to confront that the right. situation that's i right. mean
0: yeah it's discommunication it's right. it's an unwillingness to Finish the communication, to follow through on the communication. Whether you storm out, you shut down, you um, may act busy or disengage. You know, fine, I've got to go do the dishes. If I say whatever, I am stonewalling, right? Mm -hmm. I'm shutting down the communication right there. I'm not – I'm disengaging from it. And it's not effective. And I think another way to tell the difference, too,
2: is – there's never going to be any indication given that the person wants to continue the conversation later. Like in in, right. in this case, you know, with us, it's, I can't talk about this right now. I need I need to talk about this tonight or I need to talk about this tomorrow. Right. So there's, a, there's an indication and there's been clear, you know, communication about when it can be resolved or continued.
0: Yes. Stonewalling is not that way. That's correct. And that's a, a great way to – really draw the line. It is not a break in the communication, it's shutting down the communication. Right, right. And it's a it's a very derogatory habit mm-hmm. to establish. So if you hear yourself in this, please, 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 for your benefit, <laughs> make an effort to use the, I feel blank about blank, I need blank. So I feel really defensive about this issue. I need twenty minutes yep. to sort through my thoughts. Yep. Right. I'm starting to feel really angry mm-hmm. about um, this topic, or mm-hmm. about this not finding a solution. I need to c- talk about this later. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something along those lines. You can still say, "I feel blank about blank." I need blank. Yeah, because ultimately
2: the the way out of this is to take some time exactly for something that you know gets you in the right
0: frame of mind right right so the Gottmans talk a lot about when somebody resorts to stonewalling it's because they are flooded with emotion Mm -hmm. right and the solution to being flooded with emotion is self-care and it's really a priority to engage in some form of self-care, whether that's a walk, some breathing exercises, relaxation, a hot bath, hot, cold shower. I mean, (laughs) yeah, um, it can be anything, but it really is about self-awareness, noticing what you need, and then making that happen so that you're, you come back down to an emotional baseline. And I think
2: sometimes this is harder because when someone shuts down like that, your first reaction is they have an absence of emotion, mm-hmm. not that they're flooded with it, and so I think it—it's easy to misinterpret it,
0: and that's just gonna serve you worse. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so that's such a valuable uh, observation, a really good me- reminder that stonewalling is not—I repeat—not <laughs> an indication of disinterest. Right. Yep. It's and, and if you're, you know, if this is a loving relationship and you're attempting to act in love mm-hmm. or out of a loving, you know, sure. frame, then recognizing that your partner is uh, feeling over, overstimulated emotionally is really yeah. important. Yeah, really important.
2: All right. So what is our try this at home for this week?
0: So try this at home. It's another intangible in the sense that we don't have uh, anything more than a simple reminder to pay attention to the pitfalls that can occur when emotions get triggered during a conversation and you can use so many of the tools that are already on our website in terms of tip sheets and um, suggestions and learning about your communication style so we're gonna remind you to do that develop your awareness. Last week we said practice, practice, practice. So it's really, it's, it's more of that. It's, it's a reminder to respond in love, to engage empathy and point your attention to what's positive so that you'll be positioning yourself for the most effective communication. So the,
2: uh, The planner girl in me that loves paper and office supplies Mm -hmm. really thinks that everyone should get like a little binder and print these, all these sheets out and keep them in the three hole punch binder with maybe a highlighter. (laughs) Hmm.
0: I'm thinking that the little planner girl in you might be designing something for people a try this at home. Oh yeah. Like a cover sheet Mm -hmm. for their binder. I should. Yeah. yeah, I think I might have to do that. Something like that. So don't for... be surprised
2: if that pops up on the website. Great resources page. <laughs> it's a
0: really good. Um, there's, a, there's a lot there at the moment mm-hmm. and it's organized. So that the most recent thing is first, uh, but make sure that you go to our website um, to, for, for all of that. Yeah. Anything else, Les? I think we're good. All right. So that's our discussion for today. And we hope that you will share this discussion with people that you communicate with. As always, we are super grateful that you took the time to listen. And next week, we will be treating you uh, to a little insight uh, of ourselves as we share an episode that is unplugged. And we hope that you will join us. If you have any questions or comments, we hope you'll reach out to us on our website, www.trythisathomepodcast.com there you can subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Also, if you are so inclined, we'd love a rating or a review so others will know what you think. For now, this is Leslie and Leslyn, hoping you will try this at home.
1: All perspectives and opinions expressed during this podcast are for educational and informational purposes only. There is no direct or indirect intention to provide psychotherapy or mental health services. If you are seeking counsel for individual circumstances, please consult with a local health professional.